So, did you guys know that there's like uh, 600 versions of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 going to, going to screens? I saw like that headline. The actual theatrical? Why so many? It seems like a lot. <sighs> it's got to be mostly technical stuff, I assume. There's a lot of different setups. I think it's like, it's the aspect ratio. Maybe. Largely, I think. Because it changes per screen depending on what kind yeah. of screen you have. There's different versions, but I don't know. But it's amazing how much content there actually is going on in all those little yeah. parts. Because, I mean, they had yeah. to frame it just so, but there's probably some content that some screenings might be missing. You never know. Well, and that's, it's James Gunn. So I kind of, I, I already assumed I was like, he's going to do the aspect ratio. Yes, because he's a filmmaker and he Absolutely. likes that mm-hmm. and he wants to be true to that. But then he's going to, he's going to sneak a few things in there. He might. Like, you know, this wasn't in that cut, but it's in this cut. And uh, Oh, so. guys, well, we're going to see different screenings, obviously, but uh, did you get your did you get your notification from the version lottery when you bought your tickets? Because they just they assign you to a version. I did. Yeah. What's uh Yeah, what did you get? Like five thirty nine? Mine's five thirty nine. That's what I got. Oh. Oh, wow. Awesome. Well then that's good, because then we're all talking about the same yes. thing. That's yeah, good. Exactly. We need to make sure. All right. Let's go talk about this movie after this. Spoiler alert. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero Issues Comic Podcast. Zero Issues Comic Podcast. Well, all right. We saw the movie. We're back after seeing the movie, everybody. Yeah. We saw it in the theme song. We, we saw it. You know, we're very efficient. You have to be Time a podcast. Travel. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's introduce ourselves first. We have a, a bit to get through here, but uh, I'm Bri. You you can find me here. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Bri. I'm Kyle. Hi, Brian. Kyle. I'm Merck. Oh. Hi, Merck. Hello. You can find all of us one second from now. Here we here are. We are. In the future. Future. You've arrived. Children. <laughs> future. Um, we had to, we got to like process, I think, what we, the movie a bit. Yeah. So I think what we should do we, is we let should, it. We should probably use the warm up to, to decompress. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and yes. just sort of, the gears are moving in our heads, but um, first we have to warm up our brains. Let's Ooh. warm it up. You got chili brains. This boy done got chili brains. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Welcome to the warm-up! Character Storm! We yeah. haven't done a Character Storm in quite a while. A We're going to do one here. If you're not familiar with what Character Storm is, it's basically the idea of there's the three of us, one of us has a, a name of a character, tosses it out, gives that to the other two, and they come up with some sort of background powers, It create a comic character out of that just that name. Yeah. yeah. It could be anything. Sometimes it's lengthy. Sometimes there's a full background. Sometimes it's a three-word answer, and that's it. That's sometimes it's a, a real tight pitch for a movie trilogy, you know? like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, who would like to go first? Well, I would I would just like to preface this by saying we are, you know, th- this is tangentially related to, uh, to the film that we're going to be talking about. Oh, that's yeah, true. right. Which will make sense later. But I'd like to go first. Please. I've got a character here that I want you to tell me all about, and their name is 
Dr. Shitkicker. So, in Star Wars, yes. in the <laughs> toilets... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. No. Why? I won't go that way. I no, no, that. no. It's um, a librarian. Okay. They can be doctors. Yeah, exactly. Doctorate of library science. Yeah. And exactly. uh, her, her name, last name is just Shitkicker. And everyone is always yeah. asking her, like, yeah. hey, are you are you a badass? Sharon Shitkicker. Well, she's like a space yeah. librarian, I would think. Some sort of a wild okay. space right. librarian. Space library! But not Star Wars, because they don't have libraries, because they don't have no. books, because they don't have paper. Don't have paper. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. All right. Someone else go. Someone else do one. <laughs> I got, I have three. Pick one, two, or three. Mm. Number two. Number two. two. Machete Betty. Ooh. Oh, Machete Betty. Yeah. She is the subject of a different song. <laughs> She's uh, like an alternate universe Betty Cooper from Archie who is just completely made of machetes. Like every, her limbs are machetes, oh. her head's a machete, yeah. her torso's a machete. and she's, uh, a, she's a Betty machete hands and also other parts. Yeah, she's all machetes. And with like a, still with the blonde hair and still with like, you know. Just a pile of machetes with a blonde oh. wig with a ponytail. A blonde wig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Delightful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Archie can't decide between yeah. Veronica or this pile of machetes. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna smooch one of them. Well, I mean, like Machete Betty and Veronica. That classic. She's, she's combo. the pile of machetes next door, and you, you, ne- you never quite get over the pile of machetes next door. You know, that's true. That's true. You yeah. never it's forget your, fir- your first, it's your first pile love. of machetes. <laughs> it's yeah. True. Yeah. I know a certain Mr. Voorhees who would agree with me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That first love cuts cuts the deepest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Oh. And nothing cuts deeper than a pile of machetes. Machetes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Okay, uh, mine uh, is a character called Scrote Tote. Fuck off. <laughs> Come on. I apologize. <laughs> You know, oh, I felt dude. like I felt like I wanted to do it in honor of uh, James Gunn a bit. It feels like that could be a character in one of these movies. <laughs> it's a trauma character. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I was I was reading through some of the names of uh, of the cast of this film, and and yeah, Scrotote would be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Scrotote's just like a little guy. He's like, uh, uh, what's the what's the little guy that uh, sits on Jabba? Oh, oh Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. Crumb. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, indeed. he's like him, but he like he carries around someone's scrotum in a little bag, <laughs> and he holds it over his head like I'm doing now, and he's like, <laughs> I wanted to just be Babu Frick going, hey, hey, now while holding the scrotum <laughs> up. <laughs> and how we got that job is that he was out in the rain, and uh, it's, yeah. it was just pouring down, and he's like, I gotta get out of this rain. Ran underneath that scrotum and just stretched it like an umbrella. Yep. <laughs> it was like... Did you ever wonder uh, what could happen under under a scrotum? Umbrella. If yeah. you wanted to do a direct Guardians tie-in, it turns out that scrotum belonged to none other than Kevin Bacon. But he's got... That's right. He's got he's got plenty, trust me, so you can have that. He had the old bacon stretch. That's... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. Off to a <laughs> wonderful start. <laughs> Let's go talk about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this film. What the f***?
So, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, the final in this trilogy. Yeah. But really, probably more importantly... Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd say definitely more importantly. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's this, the second part of... Like, it was more like the, the other one was like a prequel. The first one was kind of a prequel. Yeah. Right. The second one introduced the main character and yeah. continued... Unsurprisingly, really, with with the main character in the third one, I wasn't even sure we were gonna get it. But yeah. of course, I'm talking about Taserface. Oh, of course, yeah. Taserface. He's back. Taserface. <laughs> well, the the best part is that you know it said Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three came up. Yep. And then underneath that, it said Taserface Two with Roman numerals. Right. And like underneath that, it said Requiem. Requiem. Yes. Requiem. Requiem. Yeah. And underneath that, he's totally back. Yeah. To tase your face. Well, you notice you notice that his hand was was holding the totally back, his hand coming out of the grave. Yeah. Right. Baby's back. I'm glad. So, yeah, I don't know if this is really, like, we were talking about the, all the different cuts that went out theatrically. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, how much was included in other people's films or, like, other people's cuts or what. Like, I, I have a feeling, I haven't heard anybody talking about that title sequence. No. So I have a feeling that gun snuck that Taser Phase 2 in there as like, holy shit, he is back. Yeah. I don't remember exactly where in the actual, like, framing it was. Like, maybe that would be cut off in certain theaters where uh, it maybe, showed yeah. up. It's possible. I don't remember where things happened on screen exactly because I was just so taken. It was such an emotional yeah. experience and it... It, it brought so much depth to that. Well, listen, we'll get to it. I won't. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much right away. But um, I feel like people are really missing out if they didn't see this specific version, which is a shame. I don't yeah. know what Marvel's doing. I yeah, there wasn't a lot of promotion. They're. I mean, they're they're doing like Pokemon. You're gonna have to you know collect oh. every version of this film. You'll have to just drive everywhere on the continent. I don't like oh. the other ones. Can't be as good as this. Like they put so much. You could see the love and and commitment and dedication that they put into this film. There's yeah. a lot of heart. A lot of heart. Oh, yeah. A lot of heart. And the yeah. cameos. My God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, some of the people, like, of course, Nathan Fillion's going to show up. It's a James Gunn movie. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. He's in all of them. Yeah. Lloyd Kaufman showing up as Uncle Taserface. That was, that was great. <laughs> uh, that you know felt... what? I didn't even recognize him at first. A lot of prosthetics. No. A lot of prosthetics. Yeah. The three penises, I, like, I was a little over the top, but you know what? It's Lloyd Kaufman. So well, I mean, that's us. You have to go. It was very yeah. important to the character, actually. So I feel like if you didn't yeah, it have did. yeah. three visible penises at every second he was on screen, his character just wouldn't have worked the same. And I mean, yeah, yeah. We don't have time for me to get Thank into God it. God, he had three further. hands. Yes, oh, it was very important. But like yeah. one hand on this hand, but then this—it was just like two hands coming off the same wrist. It was still useful. It's the sound of one hand clapping. Yeah. Well, that's, he was doing that frequently, and everybody loved yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. It's weird when it like stopped the plot entirely. There were, there were a couple kids in the audience doing it. They're trying to. <laughs> trying yeah. to, yeah. If they're not selling like an extra like toy, like foam hand that you can just put on your other hand, then, uh, yeah. they're leaving money on the table. Yeah. Merchandising is failing. Yeah. Yeah. So how we got introduced, like I was, since we did see that in the title, I was like, holy shit, like yeah. Taser Face is back. Yeah. This is great. But it wasn't right at the start. No. They kind of, like introducing Adam Warlock and all that stuff and setting yeah. up the whole thing with Rocket. Like we got it. There's all these peripheral characters like Gar- the rest of the Guardians, which are, you know, kind of the side characters to this. But yeah, um, there's more all the following time. them as they go to the High Evolutionaries 
prison pyramid thing yeah. and discovering Taserface in a cage. And you're like, what? Okay, so I thought he was dead, but somehow escaped and was, I don't like, made better and healed, well, whatever. He looked, I mean, it was weird that they, they did, like, I, I mentioned Nathan Fillion, but they did recast the actor playing Taserface as Nathan Fillion. Yeah. I thought I thought it worked. Well, he played a few roles in this. He you, he. Sometimes they yeah. slip him into a number of roles, like you know. And again, that's not yeah. like you had. Uh, he looks great now, though. He's he's really gotten into shape in the last couple of years. Oh, so yeah, it worked. Good time. So um, you know that that was cool. I, I I was totally okay with that, and I thought he brought a certain yeah. gravitas to the role that really helped them deepen things. And I did like again, like we you did find him there, and then there was a flashback elsewhere in the film where because it was uh, a lot of it was about you know he got into Rocket's kind of origin, and uh, mm-hmm. but you also got into his because it's also his story. Yep, and it revealed, of course, that Taserface, a young Taserface, was actually. In the same, uh, you know, with the high evolutionary, he was a sort of a low yeah. level worker, and he he bonded with Rocket, and he, w- and he wanted to save Rocket, uh, and he tried, but unfortunately, he was stopped. Uh, they tasered his face so hard that it got horribly scarred, and it drove him mad. But he escaped at that time. But uh, you know, and obviously, his actions in Guardians Two are given so much more depth. You know, that you really understand. Yeah, like he was, really... he wasn't really in control. He wasn't really in control. And, you know, and, and he was captured much like he was trying to capture Rocket. So their, their stories came together in such a beautiful way. I was like, ah, you know, it, it's always great when you put these two characters together in these James Gunn movies. And, and they really bond in such a way where you're like, how are they not always together? This is it was it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Well, you look you look back to the previous film and, and it was a lot of of him fighting upper management who just would not listen to him and would not listen yeah. to reason. And, right. and this is the exact same fight. Like this is where he got that from was, was his, his relationship with the high evolutionary and what the yeah. high evolutionary did to him. And yeah. now it's, it's just, this is who Taserface is at, at their core. It's, it's a, it's a guy who's just trying to get the, the bosses to listen to reason or to listen to another right. perspective. And they always refuse to, and they always taser his face. Every time. Right. And it's always, it's like the fighting, fight of the little man, fighting the big man, yeah. uh, keeping him down. And it's, it, and it's a good through line of like being that, that underdog. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was even reflected in the other, the other characters. Some of them, most of the other characters, but really it was focusing on Taserface of just yeah. how that central story kind of arced through. And then he comes back and actually kind of like defeating the high evolutionary. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, a, the thing is that, like, it feels like, you know, you sort of feel like, oh, maybe somebody else should have done it because it has, but, but it, it felt so earned. You really wanted Taserface to be the one to do it. It did. Yeah. And it's interesting because James Gunn likes to do the things that are a little quirky, yeah. a little, like, not, not expected, which mm-hmm. is good. So it's like, oh, I expected this and this from this movie, but you know what? He There's totally an to it. did it and, and it was still super satisfying as a movie. Uh, all the little hidden bits, um, like that big biological science space station. What was it called? The Orgoscope Base. Yeah, that's that, gross. Uh, that's yucky. It was pretty Very gross. gross. <laughs> but it looked like a giant. Looked like a giant butthole. It did. Uh, amazing. Oh, I didn't notice that. Uh, no. Oh. It turns out that it's actually based off Taserface's butthole, and they actually oh. um, cast it and three D scanned Nathan Fillion's actual right. butthole. Hmm. Yeah. So if you ever want yeah. to know. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks like. I did. Um, up close yeah. and in space. And that's, again, which obviously was why uh, the High Evolutionary was also after Taserface, because without 
without him, he can't maintain the the, the base. You know what I mean? It's it's the orgoscope. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. all tied together. It's it's that's the thing. It's like you think like oh, it's a little crass joke, James Gunn, haha. But there's like such depth to it, and uh, it in, is, a, it in a way, like tragedy. Um, mm. you said earlier again, like Nathan Fillion playing multiple characters. Like you had Lila, the who was was uh Linda Cardellini, who was also like Hawkeye's mm-hmm. uh yeah. wife, who's like yeah. I for some reason I thought Lady Gaga was supposed to be playing that character. Yeah, I did too, but I don't know. Something must have fallen through. Hmm. I mean, I love Linda Cardellini. Don't get me wrong; she's oh, absolutely she's up there. She's she's up there. She's wonderful. There's also a, a villain, sort of minor villain character called Warpig, who was played by Judy Greer, who was mm. obviously who was left out right. of the latest Ant-Man movie. Unfortunately, uh, I feel to that movie's detriment. Right. Right, right, right. So it's glad that she yeah. was able to flex a muscle here, especially. I mean, it was sort of wasn't a major character, and I mean, no big spoilers. Unfortunately, didn't make it out of the movie alive. But they did have that scene, of course, where uh, Taserface, you know, had an interaction with Warpig, and it was revealed that they're cousins, and uh, it seemed like there was a lot. Of uh, history there. Like, uh, it, it, there was yeah. a lot hinted in a very subtle ways. And, you know, I, I wouldn't count it out if they're planning, like, a prequel Disney Plus series about Taserface and War, and Warpig growing up. That makes a lot of sense. Well, and really, like, there's a whole yeah. family thing. Because there was there was several parts. And sometimes, like, I'm picking up on it. I'm like, did I just see what, hear what I think I heard? And then it's like, often, okay, Screen Crush. Screen Crush is my oh, go-to thing. Yeah, they Breaking right, down right, of course. all those, all the Easter eggs. So I went back, and the guard that uh, Mantis touches and makes fall in love with Drax. Oh, Bleedlesnort? The, right. That, I tried to look up the name, and, it, mm. and I couldn't remember the name. Turns out that the real name... That's his fake name because he's actually undercover. Uh, that's actually Taserface's brother, Tacklebox. Because <gasps> um, there was a deleted scene uh, where he confirmed that this was going to be Tacklebox's his, uh, yeah. long-lost brother. And he's there looking for Taserface because he knows the connection between him and the High Evolutionary. So right. he, he infiltrated his oh, wow. security and oh, was yeah, part yeah, of that yeah. security. And he was actually part of what was going on, but didn't know the Guardians were like kind of there in a similar fashion. And yeah. Oh, right. So it's like, as you were saying with the whole family thing, like you do cousins, brothers. I'm sure there's probably other stuff I missed. I don't know. And Tacklebox, I, you know what? I, I almost didn't notice it at the time, but had a little friend following him around. Call it, it was Scrotoat. <laughs> So that could be a it spinoff was too. Tacklebox and Scrotoad. Yeah. Oh, the kids are the kids are gonna go nuts for Scrotoad. It's the new minions. Mm. That's the new baby Yoda. D- Disney yeah. knows what they're doing. Absolutely. They, that was quite they a gift that James do. Gunn. A, not a lovely parting gift that James Gunn left was uh, with mm. these those characters in particular. I think. Yeah. Well, so there were like as is the case for for the previous movies in this series. Uh, there were a lot of like needle drops in this. Uh, oh, yeah. Some of them, oh, yeah. some of them, really good. Some of them, I felt out of place. I didn't think uh, the fish head song needed to be in there. Yeah, like I know there were like they were they were digging through that pile of fish heads, but like you know, kinda, seemed a little on the nose. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. on the yeah. nose. I did like that big action piece in the hallway where they used the uh, the the theme song from the Heathcliff cartoon. Oh, that was pretty Which we good. all remember. Is that what it was? I was yeah, like, I couldn't you know, place it. Was it. Like, I was like, yeah, because it was Heathcliff, yeah. Heathcliff, no one should terrorize the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And so right, on. Right. But Heathcliff just won't be undone. You should realize he can win with you. 
speaking of, of music, uh, I, I did like, like you said, all the musical scenes and he's, he's mm-hmm. a gun is usually a master at where that music should be put and what songs to pick. Um, the flaming lips. Do you realize? Yeah. Great, yes. great tune, great album. And just having Taserface sing that and actually like act out and sing the whole song. I was like, this is a little... Because none of the other ones, they do that. But I'm like, oh, you know what? Star-Lord kind of was like doing the dance, half-sing at the the start of the first movie. I'm like, that's a nod to that. Yeah. And it was like, do you... He was like, do you realize Taserface is the best? And then he went into uh, the Taserface theme song. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, the one that was like Taserface, Taserface, (laughs) radioactive Taserface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the radioactive space tasers. That's why. That's part of his. Which which also which yeah, also was exactly. revealed in this movie. You know, so they're spinning that yeah. off. Yeah. Yes. I. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, other characters. Sort of. It seemed like they were stepping into or past parts of like Peter's journey and what have you. Like at the beginning, where Peter's a belligerent drunk and Rocket is, uh, you know, yeah. kind of the mature one in the room, and it's sort of an all. You know, it was the other way around in the first Guardians movie. Reversal. In, yeah. Uh, yep. In a pretty key scene. Yeah, I like that. And, like, again, how Taserface surpassed Peter Quill in the Nowhere breakdancing competition. You know, they've been practicing for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, dance off, Taserface! And then they did it. You're like, oh, yeah. my God, he lost. Yeah. And Taserface won. Yeah. So, and, I mean... Well, because Taserface was like, get ready, set tasers to fun. <laughs> man. And boy, did yeah. he. And well, I hear that was pure fillion. The whole thing was pure fillion. Yeah, and it, like it was a good setup, and it was a good segue to well, or a way to hint that like he's going to take over later on. Because at the time we yeah. didn't know. Spoiler alert! Although the whole thing is a spoiler alert, right? Uh, that you know, like the most of the guardians kind of go off on their own way. Well, they're like a bunch of them die, right? There's that death scene where yeah. you know, should I say who dies? Ooh. I'm just going to do it. Spo- yeah, uh, Lady Diana. Yeah, Lady Diana dies. Well, Lady <sighs> Diana. I mean, Peter missed out on that happening from not being on yeah. Earth, of course. So it was actually pretty, like him sort of, sort of catching up and and sort of, you know, accepting that was part of his journey. It was very important. Yeah, when he came back and he was like, "Boy, I wonder what Lady Diana's up to." Oh, what? Yeah. How's the Queen taking it? Oh man, she what? He's having a rough time. Which is a, which is why he, of course, was was having such a rough time at the beginning of the movie. That's why he was drunk, obviously. But yeah, it all makes sense. He only had the Norma Jean version on his Zoom, though, unfortunately. Ah. Which is why he didn't know. Exactly. So, yeah, Taserface, of course, takes over for the as the leader of the Guardians. Yeah. Uh, at, at the end, with, with Rocket reluctantly not taking that position, saying, like, you know what? You won the dance-off. I see. You I... saved the day. You made love to Adam Warlock. So, therefore... Graphically. Gra- it was a little... You're the, it was you're a, the big dog now. It was a pretty graphic scene. It was not tender. No, it was no. not tender. This was this was a physical yeah. act. You don't see that a lot in, in film. Like, honestly... James like, Gunn pushes boundaries. You know, a lot of times, even in like a sex scene, there's there's a bit of love or tenderness. It was not tender. No. It, this was just it two was animals doing things that animals a do. A lusty explosion of tasers and... Golden blasts and, and faces. Yeah. So I also noticed um, in between part two and part three now, mm-hmm. like there was of course the the holiday special, the Guardians right. holiday special, and there was a couple other things. With B. Arthur, that your version I, of B. Arthur, right? We confirmed that. Yeah. 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 Fake your death. But the uh, the other shows that I didn't realize, I, and I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know why. I'm usually on top of the Marvel stuff, but realizing he uh, guested 
on all these other Marvel shows that were on like Disney Plus and whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm totally forgetting which ones was was he on? Uh, well, he was on Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Taserface. I yeah, remember right, that. right, right, right. Remember he uh, he spilled all that raspberry jam all over uh, U.S. Agent's shield when he was Captain. <laughs> yeah, America. yeah. Oh, right. And then U.S. Agent just sort of stood there with a. You know, a, a grim look on his face because he had raspberry jam all over his shield. Everyone was looking really shocked. And then he said, the raspberry. Nobody gives me the raspberry. Yeah. That's right. Bill Paxton was also yes. there. Bill Pullman? One of the Bills. Pullman. I was like, Paxton? What? <laughs> Paxton was Paxton was busy directing the video for Fish Heads. <laughs> yes. Fish Heads! Fish Heads! Eat them up! Yum! Yeah. He actually shows up in the in renovations, believe it or not. Taserface. I haven't watched that, but yeah, I did yeah. hear about it. He's there. Yeah. He's, it's not it's not a huge appearance, but you know, it happens at a key moment. Just watch for it. Hmm. And uh I think it was Moon Knight as well. Oh yeah. Just like a weird walk on, just like walking through the the museum and it's before he's oh, been like full yeah, yeah. Moon Knight embraced he's right. still kind of goofy nerdy dude and yeah. walks past and taser face like what does that was that it, just well, he was kind of just like really loudly drinking an orange julius the whole time too yeah a little distracting. and he was taking the straw and, <laughs> yeah you know trying to get those yeah. you know uh, and he had the straw right at the right at the yeah. surface yeah. of the liquid so it was very yeah. <laughs> he he paid a lot for that he's getting every last drop okay yeah 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 every last drop of annoyance um, he was also in, like, I, don't, I had to go back and, and watch it all again in the, in the, you know, day since watching the film. Uh, he was in Peacemaker. Oh. Was he? Yeah. He, he showed up in Peacemaker in, like, a few scenes. He was just So I guess Gunn just stole him, makes, like, oh, you're in this, well, you're gonna be in this. It makes total sense, like, cause I, I believe I noticed at least one lightning bolt, which is clearly, uh, for the Flash. You know, James Gunn is connecting yeah. Marvel and DC Ooh. and Troma all together as only yeah. he can yeah. do. Well, finally, like so finally, could be, three... we could get that uh, that Toxic Avenger Taserface. Yeah, uh, that's that right. Movie. Surf Nazis must die, and they must be killed by a Batman. Ah, mm. and a Spider Man. He's there and too. And a Red Burger King burger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll kill. That'll kill a Surf Nazi. Big Real time. good. I did like the scene, and I, I, I talking about another uh, musical kind of dance-off scene was the when he, they go into the pyramid of the High Evolutionary, and they yeah. kind of walk into that main control room, and I was like, that looks like a DJ booth, and all of a sudden, uh, High Evolutionary puts the headphones on and just yeah. starts scratching, and then everybody starts dancing, and as the dance-off, but it's Everybody Hurts by yeah. R.E.M., which I thought was a weird choice. Weird choice. James Gunn actually posted for real on his Instagram. You can go look uh, them shooting that scene where uh, he's like up there like a DJ and they're sort of acting it out, but there's no sound, obviously. So, I mean, I I guess that's where that was from. With this post-production stuff, like a lot of it, they they probably didn't even know what song they were going to end up using. It's true. Sometimes with rights issues and stuff, you don't know who you can get. You want one song, so you play that song. But in the end, you're like, that didn't work. Exactly. It's like the DVDs of WKRP in Cincinnati. (laughs) All over again. Mm. And then you were talking, and bring it back around, obviously, about music. I mean, there was one song I, I, I'm amazed they were able to get it, because apparently they had a lot of trouble getting this song for this movie. But a certain scene, I'm not going to do full, full spoilers, but there's a very dramatic scene where somebody's in space, and everyone it's very, it seems very hopeless, and they sort of go over, and then that 
And it per- looks like that person is, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything that happens, but it looks very bad. They hit a button on the Zune, and then it starts playing Banana Phone by Raffi very loudly. Uh, and then yeah. it, 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 which was just somehow, I don't know, it just elevated the tragedy of that moment and the, the, the tears just poured. It was, it had a certain simplicity Yeah, that like if you had a complicated, really emotive kind of song, I think it would have just, it would have seemed fake. Yeah. Yeah. It would have, it would have felt manufactured. Yeah. yeah. This seemed yeah. genuine. Well, seemed I'm glad, I'm glad really. they used the, the sad acoustic version of Banana Phone actually. Cause, uh. Yeah. Oh yes. God! Oh yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, Rafi's later work is really, really just elevated yeah. everything. What I heard is they actually take the normal recording and then they just put it on thirty-three, and it just. Oh. And it takes that all all sense. the pitch goes down. James Gunn yeah. is a genius. Speaking of which, I really like the part in in the film where uh, Taserface is talking with the High Evolutionary, and the High Evolutionary tells him that gun doesn't have a name. And Taserface replies, "This is my gun, James Gun." Yeah. And then he shoots the High Evolutionary with yeah. his gun, gun James yeah. Gun. Because you know what? You know what? His gun did have a name. His gun did have a name. But it had. Do you notice it had had James Gunn's face at the end? Of course, of course, I noticed. I'm not yeah, an idiot. Yeah. The gun, like itself, had uh, like white hair, glasses, and like a white beard. Looked very stylish. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. they're gonna. They should be selling replicas of the James Gunn if they're not already. It and and it looked like a, a almost like a a water pistol. Yeah, like a really. He's like, yeah, with his lip. His yeah, but out, a bullet did come out of there. Came out. I was expecting him. Like, you can just shoot him safe with a, he, he, like, a water pistol? It kissed it out. Yeah. Yeah. Bullet. Um, one kiss of a bullet. Yeah. Kiss of death. One scene, and it was it was towards the end, and one could argue it was a little bit rushed, but every, you know, everybody was sort of dealing with where they're going from here. But I really like the part where they sort of came to a sort of an understanding about who Drax is and and how he yep. how he is with other characters and it was wonderful. It was a really, really good way they did it. But then Taserface coming up behind him and saying, Drax, I have something I have to tell you too and Drax turns around and uh and Taserface tearfully reveals that he is Drax's real father. And like you know what I mean? It, it's just so you know, you have people reuniting and uh, especially at the end of the movie. It was really it was beautiful. And like they hugged and the fact that he he renamed himself Taser Drax, yeah, just just to honor his father's name, I, I will take your name, Taser Drax. Yeah, I mean he's he's gonna have it legally changed to Taserface Junior, I hear, but so he, well, you know, maybe, but yeah, that could be a sitcom too. That could be being reunited with your father, and you're also a, a new father yourself. I mean, how wonderful is that? There's like a, at least four or five Disney Plus series uh, potential potential. Yeah. Taserface could be really be the the key to all this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's the Taserface universe. Yep. Yeah. It's the TCU, <laughs> and and it's TCB because it's taking care of business, which plays every time Taserface uh, walks into the room, as it should. Yeah, because he is taking care of business. Of course, yeah. Yeah. every day he gets up in the morning with the alarm clock warning to to into the city, <laughs> and he's saved by the bell, the new class. We heard that song so many times in the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's true. Like a, yeah. a lot. Well, I mean, we never got tired. You know what? Just call my phone because it's my ringtone yeah. now. It has to be. 
All right. So overall, good film, great film. Great film. Best film of all time. Oh, I Cheers. there's one more little bit though. I forgot. There was one a cameo that that a lot of people missed. Sorry, it was right towards the end. It was when uh, Rocket. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert! Rocket called himself a raccoon for the first time. Yeah. In the back, you right. can see Paul McCartney, sir, Paul McCartney, just peering around the corner, listening, and then run into a room uh, labeled "Time Machine to 1968." So we finally, you thought that Rocket was named after the song, but it turns out the whole time, Paul McCartney, he stole it from Disney the whole time, so he's in big trouble. That's yeah. what it was. It's canon. Okay. Yeah, that was Disney that lawyers. Was a weird yeah, I know. It was a weird thing to put in, but they actually got Paul McCartney to film it himself. They did the de aging, of course, as they do. Well, they've, they he's got a he's got a all the film stuff in his house, really. That's true. Uh, you know, it was still quarantine stuff, and he's got all the de aging stuff in his house. You know, of course he does. I but my he favorite did. part, of course, he my does. favorite part though is when. Um, but like the behind the scenes footage where you see like current Paul McCartney, but they have him like the dots on his yeah. face, but he's got like the the mop top wig and the the outfit because he has to look like he's from the sixties, right? So right, yeah, right. He still got it, but he moves like an old yeah. man. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can do. And did you hear? If you listen really closely, he admits that he's actually not Paul McCartney. Oh! Paul McCartney because Paul, Ma- Paul McCartney he's, died. He, he actually is Paul McCartney. Yeah, he, Paul McCartney. That's why. McCartney. Yeah. That's why we. It's why you both yeah. said it is yeah. because he's not actually Paul McCartney. He is the replacement Paul I wanted, McCartney. We were hoping not to reveal that spoiler for the movie, but, you know, well, we you told know you there'd if be spoilers. We're, we're that far into it. We told everything's you. Everything's a spoiler alert. You yeah. shouldn't have listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I died. And you died. You, the listener, are dead. But it's a comic book movie, so you'll come back. And you're in hell. And I'm the devil. Mephisto! Don't worry. He's going to bring us all into the DC universe now, okay? So we're fine. My wife! And my wife! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, let's wrap this. That's that's enough. That's enough. That's Yay, enough out of us. Alright. <laughs> so, thank you for staying with us for this silly episode. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. No, this is deadly serious. <laughs> it's deadly. Roy. Raw. Raw serious. <laughs> Jenna Reeves, lawyer. Uh, my name is Kyle Lees, and you can check my stuff out at. You know what? Just. Taserface.com. Uh, Instagram, uh, the Kyle Lees. That's the best place to find out what I'm doing. Uh, I've been drawing more yeah. lately, so I'm posting stuff. That's so that's awesome. cool. Uh, so go, go look at my new stuff. Tell me it's not as good as my old stuff. Do it. That'd be a, a weird request. That would be mean, but he's telling you to do it. That's a command. Yeah, neg me, neg me, take me down a peg. I am Merck. Uh, you can find me at MerkAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. Merk on Facebook, Merkanaut, like astronaut on Instagram. And then there's this guy. My name, hello, is Bry, Bry Kotick. You can uh, find my comic at WelcomeToHereAfter.com. Additionally, you can find me on Instagram as well. My name is B-R-Y-K-O-T-Y-K. You can type that uh, I'm also on Tumblr. That's right. I'm on Tumblr. And uh, I sometimes post about comic stuff there. And that's mostly what I get on there. And that's what I like. So uh, it's been pleasant. So if you're there too, so am I. And speaking of sweet uh, soundtracks and needle drops, we want to thank Ocean City Defender, K. Preston Merkley for doing all the cool music that you hear in this and every single episode of this podcast since the beginning. Uh, great dude, great musician. Check out his stuff. Look up Ocean City Defender. The music, not the game. Do it! 
Look up the game. Taser face. Taser face. Taser face. Taser face. Taser his face. Taser their face. Taser your face. Taser our face. Taser my face. Catch the taste. Well, why are you telling me to taste my face? New taste. New wave. Coat. So long. Good luck.